Hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. We're still trying out homies. Yeah. I think I I love it. (laughs) We know Katie loves it. I think it could be okay. Yeah. We'll have to. You're our friends. Our homies. Yeah. We'll wait. Till this one goes out and see what the response is. See okay. what the vibe is. Actually, we didn't talk about this, but we should hint at what will be coming next. Yeah. So we have, you know, well, you don't know. <laughs> so because our concept behind this was we liked haunted things and true crime, there might be some cases that have both. And so there's going to be times where one of us... Probably me will do more of the haunted stuff, and Sydney will talk about the true crime. And we're going to call those two-part things duos, because that's what we are. We're a duo. So, so look next. Look for one of those next week. Yes, we're going to start researching. Hee-hee. Very excited about that. We're not going to tell you what it's going to no. be. It's got to be a surprise. It's interesting. One of our friends asked us about it recently. Heck yeah. We'll put up a poll on Insta and have everyone guess. Yeah. Just for fun. We won't tell you if you're right. Yeah. So get excited. Heck yeah. But anyways. Build some hype for us. Yeah. Duos coming your way. The first one ever. First of many. First of many. Yes. Very excited for that. So. So. What are you going to talk about? So, you know... As a woman, how you know when you're being watched. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine that being your life. I already feel like that is. Yeah. Our life. <laughs> I don't even like walking into our building sometimes. Yes. If there's a guy hallway out. behind our staircase freaks yeah. me out. I'm like, oh, there could be someone. So um, I'm going to be covering the case of the Watcher House. It like sounds like like it's not as scary like it sounds like not as scary as like a disappearance or a murder yeah. but it's just so creepy it's the idea like, of being stalked it's so fascinating and so terrifying but i wanted to cover something that was not like a gruesome murder yeah so excited creepy about this in one. a different way it's very creepy in a different way but it's not creepy in like a paranormal way necessarily yeah. so there's a little something for everyone i'm very excited me too I also want to note for everyone that Katie's dad does our audio and his name is Derek and one of the guys in this case, his name is Derek. So that might be a little confusing. Good luck editing this, dad. Thanks, Derek. (laughs) We'll try and be clear. All right. So in June of 2014, Maria and Derek Broadus were getting ready to move into their new home in Westfield, New Jersey with their three children. And they had two girls and a boy, ages 5, 8, and 10. And we don't know the kids' names, which is good. Protect their privacy, all that. And they had just purchased their new home for $1.3 million. That's so much money. It's fine. And they were doing some renovations before moving in. This house, we've looked it up on Zillow. I would not pay $1.3 million for this. Also, also definitely need the renovations. Yeah, it definitely did. But also objectively, I would not pay $1.3 million for like a fixer upper. Yeah, no. That's just doesn't not, matter the area. That's not me. But anyway, so this house was a six bedroom, four bathroom colonial home located at 657 Boulevard. Just Boulevard. Boulevard. Not another name. Just Boulevard. It was built in 1905. 
And this home was only a few blocks away from Maria's childhood home, and it sat on a tree-lined street in a super-coveted neighborhood. I was going to say Obviously. sick. <laughs> um, and I wrote, first of all, y'all are paying too much for a fixer-upper. <laughs> Absolutely. Chip and Joanna would never. Anyway. Um, also, I've seen the inside of the house. Like you said, we looked at, at when it was on Zillow. And it's creepy looking. Oh, yeah. The basement is so creepy. So it had nice wood floors. It has like four fireplaces. Um and it's big and it's nice, but it's outdated. It's also no longer on Zillow. They took it off? It's off Zillow. I mean, spoiler, but they sold it. So I have a I, I have a website. I'll send it to you later. I can't believe they took it off. So, um, yeah, it's nice, but it's definitely very outdated. One of the sites I was looking at described it as having a quote unquote gourmet kitchen. It's like really, uh, no. it's a small kitchen. <laughs> like it's not tiny, but it's not a gourmet kitchen. Not to like, not to shit on this house, but, um, and also, oh no, the watcher's coming for us. <laughs> also, I just want to know that the front door of this house is glass. Yeah. The whole house is just, it's also not centered, isn't it? Like, yeah. So like the front of it, there's like a t- big window at the top and then there's two vertical windows and then one horizontal window. Why do these really people weird. make this house like this? It's a very strange looking house. Yeah. Very unique, you might call it. But anyway, um, so a little bit about the town of Westfield, New Jersey. It was considered at the time the 30th safest town in America. And it's located about like 45 minutes to like an hour outside of New York City. And the only other recent drama to happen there was the local trader trader joe's roof collapse the horror (laughs) the horror um oh and also the fact that john list murdered his family there in 1971 yeah 30 top 30 safest cities i also want to mention before i chose to do this case this week i almost did john list and then i found out they're the same town and i was like that's really weird um, the list home was only like seven minutes away from this house. Creepy. So that's just a weird little tidbit. But we'll we'll cover John List at some other point. Yeah. So that was still many years apart, though. Oh yeah, that was 1971. Yeah. But I just think but it's fascinating. Still, I wouldn't call it that safe if there's people murdering. <laughs> people out there murdering in those homes. Yeah. So, just painting the picture. It's a very very affluent neighborhood. I'm picturing Brentwood. Yes. But safer. It's just, it's very, they're all about the looks, all about the money. Um, yes. So a letter arrived three days after the Broadduses closed on the home. Gotcha. Derek was at the home doing some renovations and painting and stuff before the family moved in. Normal, normal moving and stuff. He went to check the mail and among all of the envelopes of junk mail, you know, after you move in, you don't really have any real mail. Oh, uh, yeah. We still get junk mail. Yeah. We lived here for two years. So he is sorting through the junk mail and finds a letter in a white card-sized envelope. And it's addressed in thick handwriting to the new owner. Nah. Nah. If I got, I don't want to tell you, if I got a letter that was creepy when we first moved in, I would call the police immediately. I would cancel them. I'd be like, I'm not living here. So the letter itself was typed. 
and I'm going to read most of it. I've actually, I'm going to read you every single quote that I was able to find of these letters. I want to know. The full letters themselves have not been released. So I kind of had to piece things together and assume where they went. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to read everything I have for you. So it's going to be a lot of reading. I like that. I like to know all of the information. Me too. So the the letter began. Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard. Allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. So I'm going to keep pausing to interject my thoughts and opinions yeah. because this is my podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, the singular. Our podcast. <laughs> our podcast. But th- this is my story. <laughs> and we do what we want. Um, but the singular use of neighbor is strange to me. Um, based on the rest of the letter, it seems to me that the writer did mean this letter to be specifically for Derek. Gotcha. And not I mean, he's the only one there so far. Yes. Yeah. He's the only one there so far. I will mention later, this letter was postmarked. It's not like it was just dropped off, hmm. which is interesting. The letter continues, how did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched it in the my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Uh, that's a lot of years later. Yes. So there are supposedly 40 years between the grandfather and the father, and then 60 years between the father and the current watcher. Gotcha. So in theory, that makes this watcher much older than previous watchers. Yeah. If we're assuming all of this generational stuff mm-hmm. is true. Also, I never mentioned the letter is later signed the watcher. That's why I'm referring to them the like watcher. that. So they continued. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. Do you know? I've watched so much Criminal Minds. I would be breaking down all the walls to be yep. like, what is in these walls? Yep. <laughs> Immediately. I love Demo Day. Let me get <laughs> let, a hammer. Let me demo Let's go. Walls. Um, the watcher also identified in the letter the family Honda minivan and noted the workers that were renovating the home. My father, Derek, had a Honda minivan, and we still do. Derek? (laughs) Um, So this is why I think the letter was specifically for Derek. It was singularly addressed to the new neighbor, but the author clearly knew that this was a family home. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, it has six bedrooms, so you would assume that a family is moving So I just, I think it's interesting that they said neighbor singular. It also could have been just like... They didn't mean it to be used as a singular. You can also but, like call a family like a single unit. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I just think it's very interesting. Um, then they continue. I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tisk tisk tisk. Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. And the tisk part. Uh, I paid $1.3 million. <laughs> I will do what I want. Yeah. But. They wrote out Tisk, like T-S-K. I love that. <laughs> tisk, Tisk, Tisk. Like, that's just, that's so weird. It's so dramatic. They are, they seem like a dramatic person. Let them live, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> For now. I also think it's really interesting that, like, the renovations are what, like, prompted it, it seems like. Like, like ghost Very haunted. That. Yeah, I literally wrote very haunted-esque. Yes. <laughs> so the letter continued. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. 
Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Nope. We would not move in after that. Nope. I also want to note that two at the end, draw them to me, is misspelled. It was spelled T-O-O. And to me, it kind of seems like this person was like trying to seem overly intelligent. Yeah. Um, there's other theories that go along with that later that I'll kind of touch on. Mm-hmm. They continued... I asked the woods to bring me young blood, and it looks like they listened. Now, the woods was the previous owners of the home. Yes, I remember that now. And I'm not sure exactly where this line appears in the letter, but I assume it's kind of somewhere here. And I think it's interesting. The watcher clearly knew the name of the former owners. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they knew them, if they like overheard their name somehow, if they found like documents on the closing somehow. Yeah. Sometimes people put their names on their mailboxes. That's true. And I feel like maybe in a nicer place, people would do that too. That's true. I have no idea. So it continues. Or they knew them. Or they knew them. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look out any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all of the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. It's just just so horrible. It's so creepy. And I think it's interesting that so much of this letter is about the watcher. Like, it's a lot about them telling them, like, this is who I am. Yeah. It's very, like, self. They want to be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says, welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. (laughs) they not gonna be partying that's very like serial killer yeah like i just want to say i was just looking at our quote on our letter board from mindy lahiri saying if you were a serial killer i'm not interested that's when i would respond to that letter (laughs) i don't know where i'm sending this letter to there's no return address (laughs) if you were a serial killer i'm I'm not not interested. interested um and then the letter was signed in a typed cursive font the watcher so Derek Broaddus opened this letter after 10 p.m. No. First of all, why are you checking the mail at 10 p.m.? It's not even 10 p.m. No. no. I wouldn't want to talk about this after 10 no. p.m. But like, that's so scary. And then in response, he turned off all the lights in the home, which like is smart. If you think someone's watching you, I get it. But that's even scarier. Nah. <laughs> and then he called I don't the know. That's like what, as kids, like me and my siblings, if someone knocked on our door when our parents weren't home, like, turn everything off. It has to be dark. Yeah, and I get it. Like, especially, like, it's at night, and they have a lot of windows. They have a glass front door. Like, if you have lights on inside and it's nighttime, they people can see, can see in. So I understand what he was doing, but that makes it even scarier. I think I would psych myself out and think that they were in the house. Oh, yeah. I definitely also, like, even now in our apartment, if I'm up late and I have my light on in my room... I feel weird turning off my light because I'm like, oh my gosh, if someone's watching me, they know I'm going to bed. Yeah. It's just <laughs> I creepy. just have weird thoughts like that. Yeah. <laughs> They're very intrusive. It's yeah. not great. So but. he called the police. Very, very smart man. I would also call the police. Good call. So the Westfield police arrive at the house and they read the letter. And apparently the officer who was there said, what the F? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. That's a valid reaction. And at least they didn't tell him he was being crazy. No. And they were kind of like, uh, we don't really know what to do. They're like, maybe you should move some of your like construction equipment inside so that like they don't throw something through the window. Yeah, that's fair. Like, okay. And then they're like, don't speak to any neighbors, I guess. Like, <laughs> like they could be suspects. Um, and I'll note, Detective Leonard Lugo was the one leading this investigation. What's up, Leonard? Leonard. <laughs> Leonard Lugo. That's a good name. So. Is it? <laughs> it's a name <laughs> it is a name 
I don't know if I would call it a good name. <laughs> so Derek went home. Um, he and his family were still like living in their old home. You know, they're yeah. moving stuff out and stuff. And he showed his wife, Maria, and obviously they're all freaked out. So that night they sent an email to the Woods, the former owners, mm-hmm. and asked if they'd ever received a letter like that or anything. And the Woods responded that they had only received one letter in the 23 years that they'd lived there. And they received it three days before they moved out. Ooh. Ooh. And they dismissed it and threw it away because the letter that they received was kind of odd. I mean, it mentioned similar stuff about like the watcher, like watching them or like watching the house for generations and stuff. But it was really more of like thanking them for taking care of the house. Yeah. So they'd lived there for... I I guess now knowing this case, if something like that happened to me, I would report that to the police. But I don't know. Yeah. I think it would freak me out. If someone's like, thanks for taking care of my house. Yeah, it would definitely still freak I'd be like, out. oh, so someone's been watching me. Yeah. They could follow me. Yeah. And it's like, so they've lived there for 23 years. They said they never felt watched. They said they rarely even locked their front door. Which means someone could have gotten in. I hate that people don't lock their doors. Lock your doors. <laughs> my family, like when people are home, like kids from our neighborhood come into our house all the time. Like... I mean, that's one thing, but like to not ever lock your door. But what's also interesting is that the woods had never put up a for sale sign in front of their house. Hmm. Um, So like, how did the watcher know that they were moving? Yeah. And also the time frame of it coming three days before they left. Yeah. Like. That's very suspicious. It seems like not only did the watcher know they were moving, which like. You could maybe figure that out, but like they knew the timeline yeah. of like when they were about to leave. There's very few people that would know that. Yeah. And I will note that the Woods did go to the police station with the Broadduses. They were like trying to be helpful and like That's help them get the whole situation figured out. So the Broadduses were obviously shaken up by this letter, but they couldn't exactly stop their plans on moving in. They had just they paid one point three yeah, million dollars. They paid a lot of money for it. And put more money into it. Exactly. Changing it. And I mean, they've already started paying the contractors and stuff. They have to keep going with the renovations. Yeah. Um, so, and also like they were well off, but they were in no way like well on, well off enough to like abandon a $1.3 million investment. Yeah. Over the next few weeks, Derek canceled a work trip to stay close to his family. And whenever Maria had to take the kids to the new house, she was always yelling their names if they strayed too far away from her in the yard. Don't say their names. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And from what it, like sounds like the parents did not tell the children what was going on which is definitely the right call uh yeah trying to protect them i wouldn't be outside with them though but it sounds like honestly like the vibe that i got from it was that like if she was in the yard like talking to a contractor or something and they were like out there with her and they were like chased a ball or something like yeah guys like like and they didn't understand why mom was suddenly being so like attached to them and yeah weird um some other weird things that happened Um, Their general contractor had hammered a heavy sign into their front yard, probably like advertising his company or whatever. And it was ripped out of the ground one night, Mm. which is creepy. But also like I could see that being something that like a dumb teenager would do or something. Yeah. People do it all the time. People do dumb stuff for no reason. So like it could be connected or it could be absolutely nothing. Yeah. But um. Derek at one point was giving a tour of the renovations to a neighbor and why would you do that okay literally if you are being threatened by someone that probably is your neighbor and calling you neighbor 
why would you bring someone into your that's home? the part that got me because i'm like i understand neighbors wanting to see like renovations and stuff that's not weird but if the police but told you not yeah, to the police told him like anyone is a suspect and he was like yeah you can come into my house no why like no. you don't know any of them well enough and he got absolutely terrified when the wife said, it'll be nice to have some young blood in the neighborhood. Yeah. Why would you bring them in? And like the phrase young blood. Yeah. Is in is, the letter. Yeah. But it's, it's weird. Not an uncommon phrase. How old is this woman? I have no idea. I don't think that there I feel was like anything. an older lady would say that. Yeah. And I don't think that it was like, I don't think it was them because police yeah. never like followed up or like yeah. made it seem like it was them. But it's just like, I'm sure that Derek was like, oh my gosh. Yeah but i'm i can see like an older lady being like oh like i could match like my grandma exactly or something so two weeks after the first letter on june 18th the second letter arrived this time maria checked the mail and found another card-shaped envelope this would make me sad i like checking the mail i like getting mail (laughs) this would make this would make me hate getting the mail and this letter was addressed to the broadduses by name but their name was misspelled so their name is B-R-A-U-D-D-U-S, I think. Why do they have the weirdest name ever? I don't know. But the author of this misspelled it. They didn't put in the first U. So they spelled it like Bradis instead of Broadus. So this letter, I'm assuming, in my research, one of the letters is addressed to M slash M Broadus, hmm. which is like an older way of like yeah. greeting and a letter. So this letter started. Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy and I have been watching you unload carfuls of personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. (laughs) That's so shady. It's so petty. (laughs) Like, that is so passive aggressive to be like, like, they probably hated seeing them throw out trash and like throw out pieces at the house. Like, I don't know what renovations they did, but I'm sure they were like ripping out old carpet or something. And I'm sure the watcher like hated seeing that. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's so passive aggressive. This might be a ghost. <laughs> so um, it, it continued. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time they will. Oh, Lord, that's so scary. I know. So a I'm little thinking bit. of a specific Criminal Minds episode that would scare me. I think it's a newer one, so I don't okay. think you've seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. But, oh. um, a little bit about the walls stuff. So I don't know exactly what all the renovation entailed. To me, this suggests that they were maybe tearing out like walls and the watcher knew that. Um, But I don't know if they were tearing up walls or not. Mm -hmm. But maybe the watcher assumed they were. The watcher would not like HGTV. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Imagine them doing this to Chip and Joe. (laughs) No. No. Don't mess with them. So this is something that I was just thinking of. It's my theory. I didn't see anyone else saying anything about this. But I know that in the 1950s, it was like a thing for people to dispose of their razor blades in the walls. And this watcher would have presumably been in the house in like the 1950s and 60s when that would have been a thing. And so I was thinking like maybe they were like, maybe they put something weird in one of those little slots into the wall or Mm -hmm. I don't know. But they never found anything. No. Um. I don't know. That could be absolutely nothing, but I was just thinking about that. Yeah, people put some weird stuff in the walls. Exactly. Um, but also, it could just be the watcher like trying to think of something really creepy to say. Yeah. Being like the walls. That you sounds know, creepy. You know, these people are just. If this person's just like making it up. They're really. They should write horror. Movies. Yeah. And I know that's like people thought maybe it was a stunt or something, but it's like they would be really good at that. If that yeah. If they do that. And I do want to note that a home inspector did say they never found anything in the walls. So. It probably was just included to be scary, 
but yeah. we don't really know. Spooky. Yes. Or maybe they found something, but it, they didn't think it was creepy. Exactly. But like they maybe they been. thought it wasn't related and it was. Yeah. But who knows? Mm. The author also bragged about learning the name or learning about the three children and listed them by birth order and nickname. Nope. The nickname is the worst, I think. Yeah. And it's definitely like the same nicknames that Maria had been calling to the children like yeah. when they were running away or whatever. That's just just like that means that they were around. Yeah. I mean, it means like, they you were can, in hearing like, distance. Google a family, but nicknames? The nicknames is hard. Yeah. And at one point the letter also says I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought me. You certainly say their names often. Like that's such a taunt of like, I'm listening. (sighs) I know. It's so shady. I know. These Um, are all like, like, you know, my my grandma like will call us out on stuff. Love her. But she'll call us out. And like, that's how this feels. She doesn't do like creepy or anything, mm -hmm. but it's like. And that's interesting that you say this. I will bring it up later, but there is reason to believe that the person who wrote this was a woman. Yes, I know we've talked about that. Yes. So I've heard it before. I think that's interesting to note. There are parts of it that seem more like a man to me, and there are parts of it that do seem like a woman, and so it's just very interesting. Yeah. The letter also asked about one of the daughters in particular, who often painted on the enclosed porch, and said, is she the artist of the family? And so everyone says that this easel is on the back porch, but to me, based on like looking at pictures of the house, it's kind of off like if you're looking at the house to the right yeah like it's like a side porch more Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming this is the porch the daughter painted on their back porch is like teeny tiny yeah i I don't think that's what she was painting on but basically it's still hidden from the street kind of there's lots of trees and stuff Mm -hmm. so for the most part you would only be able to see it if you were like behind the house or to the side or like pretty close to it Mm -hmm. so it's very interesting that they mentioned seeing her on the porch yeah the watcher continued 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. I don't care how old I am ever. I will always be afraid of a basement. And the basement of that building or that house is creepy. Yeah, this this basement is very like super low ceilings. Yeah, no. And like, it's not like, it's like, it's a finished basement, but it's definitely creepy. Basements are always creepy. Yeah. Especially when someone's like, no one will hear you scream down there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The letter continued. Will they sleep in the attic or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? Who sleeps in the attic? I don't, I mean, some families, like, I guess if you have, like, a finished attic, like, yeah. you'll turn I mean, it I know into people do have rooms up there. It's just, like, how many bedrooms are up in the attic? I'm assuming maybe it was a finished attic. Okay. Attic? Attic? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. I think maybe it's my favorite murder that they have trouble saying the word attic as well. <laughs> And I just, anyway, I'm sorry. I struggle saying a lot of words, so. (laughs) Then they said, I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. For what? Hey, I would never tell you who's sleeping where. No. Um, Also, all of this kind of, to me, just shows how drastically different the Broadduses are already being treated from the woods. 
Yeah. Like, it seems like the Watcher's only concern with the woods was that they took care of the home. And now with the Watcher, it seems like they had this, like, maniacal plan for the Broadduses, which makes no sense and is completely different. To me, the one thing that stands out is that the Broadduses have young kids and the Woods' kids were already grown. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that just feels icky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything involving kids is automatically a big no for me. Yeah. Then it continues. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Nope. You know, no more windows. No more. Windows are unnecessary. (laughs) And I know you have to have them to have a bedroom. They're going to be tiny up on the top of the room so you can't see in them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No Um, more windows. No more windows. Or blackout curtains. Blackout curtains is a better solution. (laughs) I was just going to remake the windows and make them tiny up in the top so you can't see. Like, you know how, like, all true crime podcasts have their sayings or whatever? It's like, don't go into the woods. Ours is no more windows. No more windows. (laughs) Blackout curtains. And then it continued. And once again, they started talking more about themselves. And they said, who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wrote them their letter right when they're about to move out. Yeah. And so to me, like, that is clearly the watcher kind of thinking they're, like, omnipotent. Like, they're pulling the strings and everything. Yeah. Which is just a little... I know we're gonna talk about theories I genuinely don't know what I think me neither and that infuriates me and we're gonna get there but I just had to say like thinking about these letters I'm like I'm so angry that I don't know me too it's so weird and I'll never know probably so it continued I pass by many times a day 657 Boulevard is my job my life my obsession and now you are too, Broadus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard. And now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I will be watching. No. It- <laughs> and there is a lot of mentions of greed in these letters. And when we get like, back to it. I just needed space. Yeah. <laughs> like my family's growing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very telling in such an affluent community. Yeah. Like just this house yeah so no other houses are getting letters but there's we'll talk about that but there's nicer houses with that cost more money that weren't fixer uppers and those people are they greedy maybe maybe at this point the broadduses stopped bringing their kids to the house completely and they pushed that back their move-in date i never would have brought my kids there No. no shame to them i know they like had to yeah if i had gotten that letter when i came by myself i'd be like my kids are never allowed here yeah Unless this person's caught. So at this point, Derek was suffering from depression and Maria had severe PTSD and both were suffering from extreme paranoia, which (laughs) makes a lot of sense. And a few weeks later, a third letter arrived. This one was on July 18th. So this one's actually a full month later. Is this still in 2014? Yes. Okay. And this letter said, where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. That line made... Me get cotton eye Joe stuck in my head for a second. <laughs> Where How? did you come from? Where, did you get- <laughs> Where have you gone to? <laughs> Don't copyright us, please. <laughs> the writers of Cotton Eye Joe are going to copyright strike this podcast. <laughs> the one line that I don't even think I got 100% correct. 
<laughs> I think that's the least of their worries. <laughs> so then it continued. 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is when it starts to get like dark. I don't. It was <laughs> dark. <laughs> like, even you won't hear your kids screaming in the basement. <laughs> It just, I think it's been dark from the beginning. It has been. I think this is when, like, I think the writer is kind of having a psychological break. <laughs> they said, it is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. You know the movie Monster House? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the house is writing the letters. And <laughs> This is a scary movie. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> okay, hand me the notes. Okay. <laughs> it said, What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend, and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will arise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. <laughs> Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. This is like a vampire ghost or something. <laughs> Katie's theory is vampire. Vampire ghost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tack that on to the end when I talk no, about theories. <laughs> Now I have a couple of additional quotes that I could not figure out which letters they went into. Okay. So I'm Is just this the final letter? Kind of. Kind of. So I'm just going to read these kind of quick fire. Um, at one point, the writer said, the boulevard used to be the street to live on. You made it if you lived on the boulevard. And then it said, are you one of those Hoboken transplants who are ruining <laughs> Westfield? <laughs> okay, cake boss. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I loved cake paws. No, I just know it's in Hoboken, New Jersey. This I'm, this is really offensive. I loved cake paws. Don't talk wait, bad about that. I just put it together in my brain that all of this is happening in New Jersey, and I, now I'm imagining the watcher, Jersey Shore. No, I'm imagining the watcher has a Jersey accent, <laughs> and that makes it so much better. Just imagine Buddy cake paws. So if you guys are getting freaked out by the watcher, just imagine they have a Jersey accent. It makes it slightly less scary. <laughs> I can't do one and I will not try. We need your mom on here. She would do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so pointing to the Hoboken transplants <laughs> part, a lot of these letters seem to kind of paint the Broadduses to be like new money. As opposed mm -hmm. to like old money, which a lot of the area was. I'm no money. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, it's getting a little late. I'm getting a little. A little flat. I'm happy. trying to like lighten the mood because I'm gonna have to go to bed after this. <laughs> um, but also, I want to point out Maria's family was quite literally from a few blocks away, so it's yeah, not she's like always they're like. There. It's not like they were a poor, like poor and well off, and like made themselves into yeah. this new money. Like I don't think that they're really like quote unquote new money. So I yeah. think that's kind of dumb. But anyway, this per like we like you said, this person is trying to come off as more intelligent yes. than they are. Um, they continue. The house is crying from all the pain it is going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. <laughs> I mean, it was not cute. No. House. <laughs> you are stealing. You are stealing its history. 
It cries for the past and what used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. And in both of these sentences, the author uses the wrong form of its. So once again, they're making some little some little grammar mistakes. I might also make that mistake, though. Yeah. If I'm not, just, if I'm like heated. Yeah. Um, they continue. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard when I ran from room to room, imagining the life with the rich occupants there. So to me and to a lot of people, this line points to the watcher being like the son of a housemaid or something like rather than a resident, which I think makes a lot of sense with like they're angry about like the Broadduses having money. Yeah, that makes sense. So just keep that. Keep that in your noggin. (laughs) They also said... The house was full of life and young blood. Then it got old, and so did my father. But he kept watching until the day he died. And now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. No. No. Never before, like, this point had any other families received a letter from the watcher. So, to me, if there, if this idea of, like, generational watchers was true... They never reached out before. They never reached out, which to me tells me that this watcher is a little more unhinged yeah. than previous watchers. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Yeah. So... Mental illness. Stop <laughs> in it. <laughs> so, that's all of the quotes and stuff from mm-hmm. the letters at least up until this point. And now I'm going to talk a little bit more about other details about the letters. Okay. So the letters were processed in Kearney. I think that's how you say it. How do you spell it? K-E-A-R-N-Y or Kearney. I've had a teacher with the last name Kearney that's kind of spelled like that. Anyway, either way, that's where it's postmarked, which is the USPS Distribution Center in northern New Jersey, which is about like 35 minutes away from Westfield. Okay. And it was postmarked on June 4th before the sale was public and a day after contractors had arrived, Hmm. which is very interesting. So it's like they saw contractors arrive and immediately wrote that first letter. Yeah. Which is just very strange. And also... So they would have been watching that. mm Mm-hmm. And also neighbors noted that the renovations weren't like disruptive, like is mostly indoor renovations. And it was like a huge lot. It's not like people would have like heard a bunch of commotion or anything. Yeah. So definitely like they would have been watching to notice that. It's not something that you would just like Mm -hmm. notice out of the blue, I think. So interesting. Very interesting. So the Broadus family put up cameras to try and catch something. And Derek even spent nights like crouched in the dark trying to see if people were like watching or like walking by which is just like i wouldn't want to look outside no um they had like maps of the neighborhood and like were like marking like who could see what parts of the house i mean i would be doing that they went like full of conspiracy mode and i really respect it oh yeah they're messing with your kids oh yeah and the family also got a private investigator to stake out the neighborhood and like run background checks and all kinds of stuff Mm mm-hmm And, I mean, this is a well-off family. They got connections. So Derek also reached out to two former FBI agents. One was Patricia Kirby, who was the inspiration for Clarice in Silence of the Lambs, which I have never seen. Me neither. That's really sad to say. But People might hate us. For I know. That. I I mean, I don't like scary. <laughs> you know, I like spooky things like ghosts and stuff. But they need to be like ghost hunting shows and stuff. I don't like to be scared in other ways like i don't want to go to a like i can go to a haunted place but i don't like fake haunted houses yeah anyway so yeah also we're two girls that live alone it's scary yeah um so there's Patricia Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> anyway. 
Did you say that in a baby voice? <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> so there's Patricia Kirby, and then there's also Robert Lenahan. Um, they're both former FBI agents, and they did a lot of work, like trying to help the Broadduses solve this problem. So Robert Linehan analyzed all of the letters and he pointed several things out that he thought led to it being an older writer, which I think makes a lot of sense. We even said that. It's yeah. very like the older shame of it. form of writing yeah. and stuff. So a few of these things were the And the mention of, of like new money, like I would never be like, you're from new money. Well, and they never explicitly said that, but I think a lot yeah. of their like, just their tone. Comments like it. that. Yeah. Um. So the use of M slash M Braddis as a greeting, like that's not a typical. No, I would never write that. Yeah. Um. They used double spaces after periods, which is a way mm-hmm. that like older people typed. Yeah. Um. It was definitely someone writing in a very like literary and theatrical way. Um. And they thought that the writer was probably like a very avid reader. Um. And they noted that there was a lot of anger in the writing, but there was no profanity. Which I just saw all these Vine references in my head. Watch your profanity. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that also points to like an older person because I know a lot of old people don't like cussing like at all. Yeah. Especially like rich affluent people like i can see that being like a culture thing i just think all older people don't yeah love so and like religious people don't like older religious people don't like it and i can see it especially if it is a woman yeah my grandma older women would not like that like they think it's not ladylike yeah so um and also like a lot of this could be a way of throwing off like throwing the broadduses off to think it's someone else Mm -hmm. but i mean the watcher like dated themselves they were like my dad watched in 1960 like they're dating themselves as like an older person Mm -hmm. so i do think it's an older person but i could see it being like a way to try and throw people off from the real author yeah i think that's a little unlikely yeah the only thing that would make me feel like maybe is because of the grammar mistakes but i don't know my grandma and like just when she writes me stuff it's like very proper and like so about the grammar mistakes yeah Linehan didn't think that the watcher was going to act on their threats but the number of typos and errors was increasing over time which he thought indicated that the writer was becoming more and more erratic yeah Yeah. so that would scare me yep just a little bit as if it wasn't scaring me already yes so now we're going to get into a few of the, the theories So the first theory was that the Watcher was someone who wanted the house and possibly like lost out in the bidding war. Mm -hmm. But the Woodses had received multiple offers above asking price. One interested buyer backed out after they got a bad medical diagnosis and another backed out after they decided to buy a different house. So like it didn't really seem like anyone like lost out in a bad way, you know? Yeah. So that didn't really make sense. I wonder what would have happened if one of them had won. Me too very intriguing did any of them have kids i'm not sure i mean honestly i'm sure like a lot of it is probably sealed because they can't tell you like oh this person wanted to buy it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. there is a movie that's called the watcher and it's about like a stalker i've never seen it i think it has keanu reeves in it and the police wondered if maybe someone saw the movie and like took inspiration from it yeah i don't think that there's like a lot of similarities with it as far as i could tell so Mm -hmm. i don't really say that being a thing i think someone just took a name that sounded creepy Oh, yeah. But I wanted to throw that I in I would there. never want someone called The Watcher to watch me. No. 
I don't want anyone with any name to watch me, just for clarity, if anyone was getting any no, idea. No, uh, please never watch <laughs> if me. You have, don't perceive me. No. <laughs> don't look at me Listen like Listen to ever. our podcast, but never perceive me. That's why this is just an audio-only podcast. <laughs> oh, Okay. So now we're getting into one of the few actual suspects. And I've always thought that this person seemed like the best suspect. But the more research I did, I'm not really convinced that he did it. To the neighbor? Yes. Yeah. So there, at one point, Derek and his family are at like this neighborhood barbecue. And he's talking to a neighbor called John Schmidt. And John Schmidt mentions the Langford family, who lives right next to the Bratis family. Yeah. If you're looking at 657, I believe that the Langfords lived on the right. Okay. In my head, I always thought they were on the left. I don't know. Just when I, before, like when I would picture it in my head. The reason I couldn't find for sure, but I'm assuming they're on the right because that's the side where the porch is. Okay. So the Broadduses, after hearing about this family, took the information to the police and the police started to investigate. So I'll tell you a little bit about the Langfords. The Langfords lived in the house next door and the home was owned by 90-year-old Peggy Langford. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a mom, right? Yes. Okay. And several of her adult children, at least like three, lived in the home with her. So it's like a bunch of kids in their 60s and they're a 90 year old mom, which is definitely like odd, especially for like the area. But I honestly think that's kind of why their name got brought up is because they were different. Yeah. And they live right there. Mm -hmm. And so the family was considered kind of odd. They didn't really fit in. I think a lot of it is just a testament to the neighborhood being like, these people are kind of weird. Like they don't fit like our yeah. vision for the neighborhood um and other than being odd most people said they were completely harmless and the langford family had lived there since the 60s when mm. the watchers family or the watchers father would have watched the house quote yeah. unquote. and the real suspect for a long time was michael langford michael was in his 60s and he didn't work and according to john schmidt he was considered a quote unquote boo radley type uh. which is like it's a little it's a little offensive yeah and why it's offensive is also because michael's brother sandy said that michael had been diagnosed with schizophrenia was when he was younger and so it's Mm -hmm. kind of just like okay so he's an odd guy that has mental mental, illness and doesn't fit into this rich neighborhood and that's why he lives with his mom probably and and you're gonna call him a boo radley type yeah that's a little rude yeah um i don't like that and he would walk through a neighbor's yards and like peek in their windows if they were doing renovations or something. Mm-hmm. And like obviously wasn't the most socially aware, but people knew him and were like, he's harmless. Like he's a very sweet guy. Like yeah, no one ever saw him as the type to write very aggressive, very threatening letters and like stuff like the watcher would do. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't really match up. And another reason that they thought that Langford could be the suspect is that his father had died 12 years earlier which kind of matched up with like when the watcher seemed to have said he like took over or whatever yeah and the Langford house had the perfect view of the easel on the back porch and Michael was also known as an avid reader and police did suspect like I said that the writer was an avid reader yeah that makes sense too um so Michael Langford was questioned a week after the first letter arrived but denied knowing anything and he was questioned before the second letter arrived. So, like, it would be pretty bold for him to continue writing them. Yeah. Like, that would just be a bold move. Mm-hmm. But also, if you firmly believe that that is your duty to protect this house. Like, that would yeah. also make sense, though. That's true. Like, if it also, if you have a mental illness, like, 
maybe he had more than just schizophrenia and mm-hmm. like he had compulsions to do certain yeah. things like yeah. oh my gosh i'm protecting this house i have i'm not saying he did it i'm just yeah. saying that if this it's person like- does have a mental illness they could have multiple mental illnesses yes, definitely and, like, um so there was no evidence to actually connect him and the police could see how they kind of fit but short of an admission there was really nothing they could do yeah. Um, at one point, the police told the Broadduses to send the Langfords a letter saying like, hey, we're going to demolish the house oh. and see if there was any sort of response. But there was never any response. That's the really bold. were like, okay. <laughs> um, Michael was brought in for a second interview at one point and Michael's sister, Abby, got really upset. She was like, you're harassing like my mentally ill brother. Uh, yeah, I'd be angry. I would be very angry too. Good for Abby for sticking up for her <laughs> yes, brother. Seriously. And so... Later on in the investigation, there was DNA found on the letters. Yes, I remember this. And this DNA belonged to a woman. Mm-hmm. And so then police start looking at Abby. Abby. And How many like, siblings? Um, I think that he had like four or five. Were there? Um, there is Sandy who lived in the house. That's and then I think male. there were others that lived. That's a brother. Yes, that's a brother. And then I think there are others, but they didn't live there. Okay. So is Sandy, Michael, and Abby that lived with the mom? Yes, at this point, okay. I believe. Okay. And so the police start looking at Abby, who was a real estate agent. So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe she had She's reason. Been inside the house. But her DNA was not a match. Were they friends with the Woods that lived there? Um, I mean, I don't think they were, like, friends. Okay. Is there a reason they would have been in the house ever? I mean, they're neighbors, so, like, possibly. Yeah. I didn't find any connection between them. Okay. But I also don't think there was any, like, negative connection between them. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm sure they were, like, friendly neighbors. It seems like the neighborhood was pretty, like, close all around. Yeah. But also, the neighborhood seemed to kind of shit on the Langfords, so (laughs) I don't know. Hmm. Um, But the DNA was not a match for Abby, and eventually the whole Langford family was ruled out. Good. So. Yeah. Like, if you have the DNA evidence... I like they seem convincing until you have that and then you're like, okay, that's pretty definitive. That. Exactly. And one letter or one line from the letters that sticks out to me in kind of ruling out the Langfords is a line from the watcher like remembering being young and running around the house that says, imagining the life with the rich occupants there. Yeah. And to me, it wouldn't make sense if the watcher lived right next door. Yeah. And a equally as amazing house yes. to be yeah. like I want to live there with those rich people. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't. That up. seems like a line from someone who's living a much different Lifestyle. life. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Also, I just wanted to note that both Peggy Langford and Michael Langford passed away in 2020. Oh. And even though from he's the most, like, I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, Peggy passed away first, and then Michael. And so I don't know if like him losing his mom had yeah. anything to do with it, which is just sure. so sad. That is sad. Um, but even though he's the be... most, like, prevalent suspect, like, I'm not convinced he did it. And, no. like, if he didn't, I really hope that the people can clear his name. The reasoning is probably his mental illness. Yeah. For most of what people are like, it's probably him. Exactly. So, like, Stupid. I hope they can clear his name. He because better. His, he deserves better. And his they proved that it better. wasn't him. Exactly. So, yeah, I just wanted to note that. That's really sad. So, yeah. Anyway. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Also, like, I read his obituary and it made me very sad because oh. he was talking about how much he loved his nephews and stuff. And I was oh like, my oh my gosh. gosh. So, other theories are that it was potentially a different neighbor because the letters indicate proximity to the house, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, at one point, 
the contractor noted that there were neighbors directly behind the Broadus family who had a habit in sitting in lawn chairs and yeah. like putting them really close to the property line and facing the Broadus house. That scares me. Which I like, would be very intimidated. I would by be that. very scared. I would put up and a I'm big like, fence. I'm assuming that like it could be totally innocent of just like we were trying to like suntan and that's like where yeah. the sun was or something. But like I would nah. definitely be like, Eek. uh, we would be getting a big fence. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just uncomfortable. <laughs> Who does that? I don't know. That's creepy. Yeah. It's not like they had a pool or anything, I don't think. They were just like in the garden. Yeah, no. Anyway. There's no reason for that. Also, the private investigator did find that there were two child sex offenders living within a few blocks. Gross. Which definitely could be someone that would fit in, especially like with the focus the letters had on children. Yeah. Don't like that. And some people also theorized that several neighbors were in on it together. Yeah. Which would make more sense for how they had all of the information because it does seem like they were watching like all the time. Yeah. And so it would make more sense for like a few neighbors to get together and be like, oh, well, I heard this. Mm -hmm. Well, I heard them calling to this kid. Oh, well, I saw this kid painting. Yeah. Like, I think that's possible. Who's doing it? So I also wanted to note that later on, the Broadduses were considering selling the home to a developer who had split it into two plots of land, but the properties would have been three feet too small for the mandated size and the neighborhood. Crazy. And they like... It's a neighborhood thing, not a government. As far as I can tell, I think it's just the neighborhood. And so they like appealed it and everyone said no. And then a few years later, someone else appealed for the same reason for an exception that would have been bigger. So instead of like three feet too small, it would have been like five feet too small. And they're like, yeah, sure. That's suspicious. So that's weird. Yep. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people are in on it and just wanted Why to like target the Broadduses. Like maybe they knew her family that lived somewhere else. I don't know. Weird, weird, weird. Do they and have, some do we people, know if they had any enemies? Well, not so far as we could tell, really. Mm-hmm. Um, some people theorized that the letters were written by quote unquote old money people who didn't like that new money was moving into the neighborhood. They're not new money necessarily like necessary like they could be I don't, old money versus new money is so dumb where's the you're line all rich. where's the line you're all rich i'm not rich <laughs> like i'm no money you have old money and new money and no money so another theory is that the broadest family did it themselves and yeah, this is weird the reason that it kind of came about was people were suspicious because the Broadduses had moved from a $300,000 home to a $700,000 home to a $1.3 million home, all by refinancing their mortgages. I do not understand how any of that works. Me neither. <laughs> I don't understand money. But neighbors thought that was weird and they thought that maybe they just got in like a little over their heads and yeah. like wanted a way out of it. However, to me... Making my house seem creepy would not be the way that I would try no. to sell it. And also, first of all, I would just sell it. I would just be like, yeah, mind, I don't want it. Yeah. But second of all, they were putting like $100,000 into renovations. Yeah. If you bought a house and then realized, oh shit, I'm in over my head, cancel the renovations. Yeah. And save yourself some money. Like it wouldn't make sense to continue with the renovations. No. And like you had time to cancel the sale and like. Yeah. 
And then also when the letters started arriving and they weren't living at home or like they weren't living at 657, they were living at their old home or they were living with family. They were still paying the mortgage on this place. Yeah. Like it's not like they got out of spent like paying, paying money for it. for it. Yeah. Also, I don't know. You're probably going to talk about this, but like when they tr- are trying to sell it to other people, they don't have to disclose this kind of stuff, but they choose to. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you going to talk about that yes. later? Okay. So I also that doesn't make sense to me. No. And to me, it just screams like the community's distrust of new people coming in and stuff. Like, yeah. But she was not super new, like to that exact neighborhood, sure. But yeah, she still lived in the area. It's it's just weird. And also, people are like, they got movie, like they got offered movie deals out of it, but they, they weren't the ones who publicized this happening. Yeah, like the media got a hold of it later. Didn't they turn those down? Too? Yeah, and they turned them down. So it's like clearly they weren't in it for that. Yeah. And some neighbors received letters signed "Friends of the Broadus Family" after they rejected the Broadus's plea to split the lot. And the letters were written by Derek. Yeah. But he said he was like, "Those are the only anonymous letters I've ever written." I was just did he write them by hand? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I have no idea. But I mean, they found out that it was Derek, and he admitted it. But he was like, "Those are the, the only, only ones, ones I wrote." I was just frustrated. Yeah, like, it's valid. I would also be I would frustrated. Also be frustrated. <laughs> so. And also, the family was super psychologically affected. Yeah. Like, why would they do that to their kids? Yeah, no. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Do you hear kids screaming in the basement? Yeah, like, like, messed up. No. And so here's a spicy little tidbit. Hmm. There was another family on the block that got a letter. So 633 Boulevard received a letter from the Watcher around when the Broadduses received their first one. And... This house was the opposite direction from the Langfords' house, and it's hmm. two doors down from 657, okay. which would make it three doors from the Langfords. To me, also kind of... On the kind same of, side of the street? On the same side of the street. Those addresses are weird. The addresses are very weird. <laughs> I think it's because the lot size. Yeah. But I don't know. Weird. But to me, it also kind of just outrules the Langfords even more, because, like, how could they be, quote-unquote, watching another, another house, house that's kind of far down. away? Yeah. yeah. But... Similar to the woods, this family had never had any issues in their home, and they threw the letter away. Um, they, like, didn't think it was threatening. I can't find any, like, details about it. They didn't say. But I think it was mostly just harmless stuff. Hmm. But. Still, getting a letter from someone called The Watcher Seriously? is creepy. I don't care what they said if it wasn't, yeah. quote, unquote, nice. Like, that's so creepy. It's so creepy. Do they have kids? To that family i don't know i really don't even have if you don't have kids it's so creepy but we don't have kids and i would be terrified oh yeah but either way i think it points to the broadest family being innocent because if they're trying to get out of their home they're not gonna write a letter, why to, would you write a letter to a different family that's not threatening no so. all right so some other theories that i'm not going to go into because they're kind of dumb um some people thought it was a guerrilla marketing scheme for a horror movie yeah mm-hmm. that one just makes me think of like the clowns and stuff yep, and literally <laughs> Um, some people thought it was a high schooler's creative writing project. Yeah, I remember that. Who does that? If I and also if it was a creative writing project, the teachers in the area would know about it. Yeah, and would if they heard about this through the media. And also, you would wouldn't know. still send it to the house. You would just like make write it, up. it. Like, yeah. <laughs> also, like continue some of the writing in there. There's no also, way that a high schooler it wrote it. Summer. Yeah, that's well, true. My summer English projects were read this, read this boring book, book and yeah. then we'll talk about it when you come back to school. True. Good point. So it's definitely not a high schooler. Never yeah. thought it was anyway. But, yeah. Um, some people thought that there could be other enemies that the Broadduses had, but I don't think they really found anyone that super matched up. Hmm. Um, 
but no matter what, it definitely seems like it was someone who had strong psychological issues and they do believe that it's a woman for the most part, it seems. Yeah. Or at least that there's a woman involved, involved in some way. Could be a partnership. Yes. And so now I'll give you a little more in- information onto what happened with the house. So other former owners of 657 said they never had issues with a watcher. And a lot of them think that it's just someone trying to scare the Broadduses for some stuff. Like some strange reason. Some people think there's like a jilted ex or something or whatever. Um, Bill Schaefer was a former resident of the house. He lived there from 1955 to 1963. Mm -hmm. And he said, quote unquote, nobody's been watching that house for a hundred (laughs) years. So he thinks it's crap. And I think most of the other residents do think it's crap. I think it's probably, I mean, I think it's someone that's not the family. Yeah. But I think it's newer. Yes. I think that someone made up the whole thing about like my, my father and his father. Yeah. Like, just to be creepy. Yeah. But the Broadduses put the house up for sale six months after the first letter arrived and they listed it for more than they paid since they had done like a hundred thousand dollars in renovations. So it makes sense. Um, in 2015, they also attempted to sue the Woodses for failing to disclose the threatening letter. But the suit was thrown out because there was no proof of malicious intent in hiding the letters. their letter wasn't creepy necessarily. So, like, I get why they wanted to sue, but I also get, like, the Woods didn't really do anything wrong. They didn't think they were They also didn't know that another letter was going to come for the next people. So, because complaints like this are public... A local reporter found it, and the complaint included snippets of the letters, and suddenly there is a media circus. I bet. It was on the Today Show. It was going viral. There were news vans, like, camped out in front of the house and stuff. Creepy. And after all of this going on, no one wants to buy the house. Oh, no. It's Um, a miracle that they sold it even now. I would never buy that house. So the Broadduses sent out partial disclosures to potential buyers and said they'd show the full letters to anyone whose offer was accepted and they got a few offers but they were like way below asking price yeah which like they just want to see the letters exactly there's probably people that (laughs) were just like i want to see them yeah um and the broadduses didn't speak to the media because they didn't want to tell their children but eventually they had to like sit them down and like tell them which is just like they're gonna have to go to school they're like getting to the age where people at school are gonna Mm -hmm. hear about it and for a lot of this time i will note that the broadduses like went one of their parents had like a beach house or something they're a standard beach house they're doing fine but like yeah (laughs) um yeah clearly their families are well off and like if they couldn't afford the house their families would have helped them out Mm -hmm. if they can have a beach house too yeah so in spring of 20 some people say 2016 i think it might be 2017 the broadest family finally rented out the house to a man who had like a bunch of big dogs and the guy said like they told him about the letters they were like hey like we'll put a clause in your contract that if you get a letter like you're welcome to leave yeah and the dude said about the letters he said that's not my issue (laughs) (laughs) he was unbothered he said men are i'm one man in this six bedroom house with my dogs i'm fine (laughs) How many dogs? I don't know. At least two. I'm imagining Morgan for the Mindy Project. <laughs> like 20 dogs. Yeah. What kind? What single man with dogs needs a six-bedroom house I don't for know. A, like a, a million-dollar house? A rich one, I guess. <laughs> but Morgan um, is not rich. And he was like, yeah, that's not my problem. But on February 20th, 2017, another letter arrived. Mm. And this is addressed to the Broadduses. Mm-hmm. 
And it is by far the most derogatory and aggressive one. Why would they, this is a, again, this is like, why would the family do this? Why would you write a letter when you're, they're not living, when you're not living there, when you finally have someone willing to rent your space? It's definitely not them. Yeah. So the letter said, to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. (laughs) (laughs) Starting out strong. 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my others. Or with my orders, sorry. All hail the watcher. Nah. Nah. They love that on BuzzFeed Unsolved. All hail the watcher. And to me, like, I think this is about the Broadus is trying to get the house demolished and turned into two lots. They're yeah. like, the neighborhood backed me up. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. That's definitely what it is. So, anyway, but the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench, wench of a wife. I'd be like, like, I'm more than just a wife. <laughs> <laughs> I own this house, too. But, like, dang. I'd be like, we're not living there anymore. No. And then the watcher starts to threaten the Broadduses. And he says, maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away. That's terrifying. But makes you fell, fell, not fall, fell, fell, sick. Day after day after day after day after day. (laughs) That's too much. It's too many days. They're doing too much. (laughs) And to me, that saying day five times shows like how erratic. They're a family of five. I'm just kidding. That's definitely not why they did that, but it's true. Psychological. Maybe they had another kid. I don't know. They continued. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. And the Watcher knew that the Broadduses didn't have pets. Yeah. But the Broadduses had considered getting a dog to protect them. And this new renter had dogs. dogs. So, interesting. And then they continued. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. You are despised by the house, and the watcher won. Okay, monster house ghosts. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? That's a straight up curse. Yeah. Like a little witchy. You can't do it. Like, I'm sorry. You can't make my plane go down. Like, no. what the heck? That's creepy. It's just very. It's just very like threatening very to aggressive. be creepy. Like, yeah, yeah. And apparently the renter agreed to stay for like the rest of his lease. This man literally does not care. Like men freak me out. <laughs> unbothered. This scared me. He said, that's not my issue. He said, this letter was not addressed to me. <laughs> I used to live in their house and you're the one with the pets. I know. It's just like, dude, you're poor dogs. Anyway. They're like, we did not sign up for this as pets. Like as protectors, <laughs> said, hey, we did not sign um, up for leave this. Me out of this. Yeah. <laughs> so. Finally, in July of 2019, the Watcher House was sold for $959,000. So like a $300,000 loss or $400,000 loss. That's better than I expected, though, So for the creepiness. And the current homeowners would obviously like to remain anonymous. But who knows if they've remained anonymous from the Watcher. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. You tried so hard tried with that. I tried so hard to be creepy. <laughs> But I really don't know who I like. I don't think that any of the theories that I lined out fit for me. 
No. There has to be some deranged person that lives in that neighborhood or something. Yeah. There has to be. Like... Or that used to be... That used to work nearby or... Like, I think that it's either someone who just, like, has a grudge for some reason. Yeah. Like, the only other theory that I could see a little more is potentially the neighbors. Yeah. Like, even though I don't understand their motive... Yeah. That's the only way I could understand the watcher having all of that information yeah. about the Broadduses. Yeah. I don't. Oh. The rain just started just really creepy. It's kind of creepy. Sorry. And I was just thinking about what I think happened. I don't know. I mean, I think it's someone with mental issues because it just got worse and worse. Yep. Like they were just getting ang- more unhinged. And yeah. Like, I don't know. So that's the watcher house. Yeah. Ugh. Keep your keep Who your shades that on. house? I don't. Oh, I, yeah, it's I pretty hate bold it. to. to buy I would that never house. buy that house for still almost a million dollars. Yeah, that's so creepy. And you better not be doing renovations to it. No, <laughs> like do not bring a hammer into that no. house. <laughs> and if you're gonna be very discreet, yeah, do it yourself. Yeah. Oh no, terrifying. So well, another creepy one in the books. Yeah, keep your curtains drawn. Always. No more windows. Lock, no more windows. Blackout curtains. Protect yourself. Protect Men, yourself. Men, start caring a little more about your privacy. Like, also, sometimes it can be your issue. Yeah. If it's cre- that creepy, man, yeah. it might be your issue. <laughs> oh. Well, if you want to be here for our duo, duo next week, then you should subscribe to us. And also you should follow us on Instagram at something sick podcast. Follow us on Twitter at a sick podcast and send us an email at something sick podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you later. Goodbye, homies. Mm-hmm.